0: Yeah, welcome to the second season of The Niger Filmmaker, a podcast for us to talk about Nigerian filmmakers, their films, and how it can build a diverse and functional industry. I'm your host, Gott. On this episode, my guest is Ben Peve. He's a filmmaker and producer. He has worked on projects like Halita, Silentias, and Fort Republic. We talk about how he selects directors, crew roles that are in demand, and his other filmmaking ambitions. If you're a new listener, you're welcome and I hope you enjoy. Hi, Belmyo. Welcome to the Nigeria Filmmaker. Thank you. Alright, can you introduce yourself?
1: Okay, so my name is Bem Peve. Um, I'm a filmmaker, film producer. Um, I create content. I do fiction and non-fiction, or filmmaking, basically.
0: Okay, that's nice. Um, so yeah, looking at your filmography, you've um, worked on a number of projects, including Sons of the Caliphate, the second season, Halita. Silent Years, Color of Rage and Fort Republic, can you talk about your journey to becoming a producer?
1: Okay, so uh, basically, um, I've always wanted to make films, uh, do entertainment and the work of media in general. So I, I, if I can remember clearly back in the day in my secondary school, I've always you know, being part of my drama group. I actually was leading in part of my, in the drama group. Yeah. Um, so after that, I went to school to study um, theater arts and I was fortunate enough to get to a school where I, I was studying both theater and theme at the same time. Um, so I took a particular interest in theme making. Uh, and, and one of the reasons why I, Took interest in filmmaking is because I wanted to do like socially conscious films, films yeah. that you know tell uh, that define who we are, films that you know uh, tell the African stories. So I took that upon myself that okay, um, since I'm, this medium is a very powerful medium of telling stories, yeah. I'm going to use that medium to you know to to communicate our values, our culture our essence, who we are as a people and all that. So that was one of the things that, you know, got me, my attention into, you know, filmmaking. And yeah. um, so after school, uh, I got to Abuja. I actually wanted to go to Lagos because, you know, in Nigeria, Lagos is where the full film, uh, making industry is. Yeah. But uh, I stayed back in Abuja and I met with this lady called Sebari and she was, it was such a very wonderful producer. Yeah. And, you know, we began working together. Uh, I received a lot of trainings from her and, you know, from one project to the other. And today, um that's, in summary, that's my journey of becoming a producer.
0: Okay, can you break it down for us? Like, what does a producer do?
1: Okay, so the job of a producer is, uh, it's a lot. Um, but what I do basically is to put together a production from development of the concept to getting hiring a director to getting a the crew together, the cinematographer, the costumers. I mean, all the people that work in, in behind the scenes, getting them, and then alongside with the director and um, other creative team will who get actors yeah. and uh you know and have a, a production. But one of the key uh aspects of a producer is to you know find money. Yeah. Make a film. Make money from that film. Get it to the audience. That's one of the key, you know, things that a producer does. So it's kind of like involves everything from concept to the finished product to okay. when the uh the whole thing gets to the audience that's what the producer does so he's involved in every aspect and 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 that's what i do when i come on a project whether it's a project that i have initiated myself yeah or it's a project that others have initiated and i'm called on to to produce i'm usually there um at the very 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 beginning um and so we go into um the aspect of pre-production uh, development, pre-production to production, to post-production, to marketing and PR, to distribution, to making the money um, for the film. So basically that's what uh, the producer does.
0: Okay. You mentioned that you you look out for um, kind of socially conscious films. Yeah. And what else do you look for in the script?
1: Well, at the core of theme making it's entertainment, Yeah, is um, storytelling. So I look out for a, a, a script or a content that is able to tell a story, and it has to be a good story. So that's one of the things I, I, I look out for. So apart from saying, okay, I'm looking out for something that has to do with what message are we trying to pass across or what issues are we trying to deal with in this particular story? Mm-hmm. I look out for, is this story entertaining enough for, to keep an audience to watching. So that's one of the things I look out for. Then, um, and mostly in recent times, you know, you know, back in the day, you are so excited about making fame, um, You're looking at the art aspect of, of, of it. But in recent times, maybe the past three to four years, I'm conscious of if the story is entertaining and the story is passing across a message, yeah. Is the story commercial enough to attract the audience to want to watch it? Oh. And I'm conscious of my audience, the the Nigerian audience, and you know the African audience in, in in general. I'm conscious of this type of audience. What do they want to consume? What should I give to them to consume? You know those type of stories are what I, I look at for. So I am particular about the commercial aspect of a story. If this story can sell, if this the audience will be willing and will be ready to watch. And there's so many things, so many um, uh, type of stories that you know comes to mind when it comes to that aspect.
0: Yeah. So, um, I mean, like Nigeria, we the type of films we make. Sometimes a director calls you to produce for them, and sometimes you follow a story from basically the story idea to the development. When 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 you go through this route of kind of starting with the story and then looking for a director, what do you look for well, when you want to select a director for a project?
1: Okay, so uh, usually um, I, there are two things I look at. Um, I look at the past work of the director. If it falls into what I'm trying to do, uh, I go with it that of director mm-hmm. and then the second thing is also also look at the vision of these directors there's, of course there's some directors that have never done anything before yeah. you've never worked with them before you've never even seen any of their work but ha- but, but having a conversation with them um, about the kind of project you're doing gives you that um, um, knowledge that okay this type of director is you know is fit to work for a project like this so I give an example Uh, I'm working on a a story at the moment, uh, which I'm about to shoot um, in the coming week. And I started up this project since the beginning of last year, 2020. And I, I, I couldn't find a director that, you know, that is particular with that type of journey. And so I kept the story for a very, very long time. I kept going back and forth. I tried to shuffle around to see the type of director that I can work with, but it was uh, really difficult until beginning of this year when I came up, uh, across um, a young a young man and just by sitting down for like thirty minutes and having conversation with him, I know that okay, this is the type of person that can do this 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 story because that journey is something that is um, is new in Nigeria. Yeah. But he's been doing stuff like this when it, with short films, so I felt like okay, um, he can deliver the story. And we've, we're into pre-production, and everything is really going well. So those are the kind of things that you you, you look for. There are certain, certain directors that are good with drama. There are some that are good action. There are some that are good with, are are, are, are good with comedies. So you look out for such people. So it's, it's not everybody that is interested in doing a comedy, for instance. It's not every director. So if you have a comedy story that you want to tell, you can go and call someone who is an action director to yeah. you know to come out, to come on board yes there are certain directors that are all around they can do you know everything but there are particular ones that the they are just they are action directors they are comic directors they are they, they can do drama they can do uh romance and all that. so those, those are the type of things i look out for when um i'm trying to select a a director and most of the time because i do a lot of um um take halita and sons of the caliphate for, for instance yeah because i'm working with a client who is also who is a studio you know so alongside with the client um you, you choose the director that you're, you're working with because they are also people that know about filmmaking so you sit down together and put heads together and say okay this director will work this director uh will work um for the story so sometimes it's not just uh, my job alone but it is it, my job with together with the studio or the network that is involved with the this, with this story
0: okay mm. so like you know talking about how you work can you kind of break down your process with kind of getting ready for a film or TV series <clears throat> production
1: okay so um, one of the things I can say is that um, for me as a producer Pre-production aspect is very, very important for me um, after the whole process. Um, of, okay, pre-production is important, that's one. And, but before that, the story, creating a story, like going through like a whole series of workshops before a story comes to life is also very important for me. So if there's an idea, I don't just say okay, take this, give it to your writer to take this idea and go ahead and write it, oh. um, or we'll sit down and have that discussion. No, we we go through like a process of having a workshop. So even if it is just like two, between me and the director and the writer, we we'll go through that process of having a workshop, and then we can also get other di- um, writers to sit down and have like a whole intensive workshop and create a story, create all the characters, create the plot lines creates uh what is the, sto- the essence of the story from beginning to the end yeah. so that process is usually very key because that way if, um, you, you are breaking the story and making sure that all the you know all the angles you know move you know, very well. So that's, that's one process. So the second process is the, uh, when script is ready, so it's a pre-production uh, process, which is very important because when you plan well, when you put your pre-production together, like really intensively and really well, you find that at the end of the day, you have a, a production that goes smoothly. Now, now pre-production takes time
0: huh.
1: from getting locations to doing auditions and hiring actors to uh, uh, putting together the production design, the, the, the art department, um, getting like every head of department to break down the scripts, and then you have your structure of um, uh, a production board yeah. where everything is clear is on the board, and you're seeing uh, the process or whatever you're you're going to do or are going to going to realize at the end of the day. So that aspect of pre-production is very is very very key uh, for me by the By the time I am satisfied with my pre-production, I'm sure that production usually goes smooth in as much as you know during production as well there are a lot of things that might that can go wrong um yeah. because of one the nature of the way we shoot in Nigeria, we don't have studios yet yeah um, so you 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 are you are depending on people's homes or depending on public places, which is really very you know very difficult so. Th- those type of things can make production, you know, go wrong. But when you plan well and you put your aspect of pre-production properly, you find out that at the end of the day, that goes, you know, um, smoothly to a, to a large, to a large extent. Um, and then you now go into uh, pr- uh, production. Uh, but before that, you one or, one other thing that I I do all the time is to to communicate the vision of uh of the story or the idea of what you're trying to do to every crew member because mm-hmm. i working with crew in the past we find that a lot of crew especially the technical crew try not to read scripts so what you do is you sit everybody down and everybody reads script you read together and so that way everybody understands what's going on so even someone who is in the sound department understand what um, type of to a large extent Co- type of costume, or type of environment that we're working with, so that way it makes it makes um, it makes things easy. Yeah, you know. So, so basically, uh, that's the process. So for me, pre- my pre-production is usually very important. Uh, if it's a feature, say ninety minutes, I like to take say about um, um, three months. Uh, if it's an intensive feature, at least three months of pre-production after the script is ready. Is usually very key because that way you're able to, you know, lock down actors when you're supposed to lock them down, um, lock down the crew that you're supposed to lock down and, you know, and all that.
0: For TV series, they tend to kind of go on longer than most feature films. How do you try to keep the cast and crew focused on, you know, delivering their best?
1: Well, so Having a production of say about five months, which is like what we did on on Halita for just pre- for just production. Uh, but before this, we took we had lo- um, enough time to uh, to do our, our pre production and have a writers workshop. But having a production like for uh, five months, which you're shooting like every day back to back. One of the things uh, we try to do is to you know not to put too much pressure on the crew and the actors during this process yes i there's also the fact that you need to deliver on time to the network because most times you start airing i mean you start you're shooting while you're shooting it's has already started airing.
0: Yeah.
1: So you need to constantly field the network with the product, with uh, content so that it can, the airing can continue. So there's that pressure, but one of the things I try to do is not to keep too much pressure on on the crew. So that way everybody is relaxed because it's five months uh, of intensive work, of shooting a lot of scenes per day. Yeah. Uh, um, and then the other thing is the you know about dividing crew into two so one crew come and walk at a certain time yeah. and go the second unit come and walk at a certain time and go or the two units are working at the same time and some one is working somewhere else and then another unit is working somewhere else uh so if i have a particular number of scenes from here and I have another particular number of scenes from here and I join them together for that day. I know that yes, I've achieved something, you know, great um, something, you know, great for, for, for that day. So these are the strategies that you, you you put in place. And the other thing is you also try to also try to accommodate most of the the crew, especially the key department, so everybody's in the same place. Yeah. Uh, and you are you are um, people are not traveling from far to come to location. That's another thing. And then something else we do as well is that you have like, um, about 80% of your location, 80 to 90% of your locations in one place. So you have your offices in the same, same place. You have your, um, um, your, your bedrooms, your living room, all the locations, like pretty much in like one single place. So yeah. that way. You are not uh, traveling. The travel time is, you know, is taken out of the production, so that so things get easier yeah. when you when you when you when you do that.
0: Okay. So have you figured something out that reduces the stress? Because honestly, like finding locations for productions is quite stressful. Because at the end of the day, you said you have to, you know, kind of um, plead with private citizens to allow you to shoot. So. Is there something you've figured out that has made it easier for you?
1: Yeah, having all locations in one place makes things make things easier. So I go to a building and I get everything in that place, and then you bring in all the furniture, all the props, all the set elements, you bring in everything in that same location. Yeah. And you're shooting in that same place. So it makes things Easier. It's kind of like a, uh, in the absence of studios, hmm. that type of system work because you don't have studios um, yet in Nigeria. Yeah. Um, so you depend on getting all your locations like in one place. So you get your art ad, ad, uh, director or production designer to set the whole place up. The, based on the vision of the producer and the, the director. So you set the whole place up and it makes things much easier. I think that's one of the easiest way to go about, to go yeah. about it. Saying you want to start going from places to places is no matter how you do it, it's, it's hectic. Yeah. It's very hectic. But having said that, there's also the limitations of funds finances. So, you want to get like a duplex, um, a big company, especially in a place like Abuja where uh, real estate is a big business and it's very expensive. You want to get a place like that in Abuja, it's usually very expensive. And then you can't even get the place where you have everything. So, what you, you do is you have to get this place and bring in everything in the, in, in the space. So that's a lot of money. So that's the challenge with going going with that method. But then if you have enough budget, why not? You That's just the best way to, to go about, once you have enough budget.
0: OK. Mm. So um, I mean, most of our films are kind of shot indoors. I know there's the issue of generators shooting outside. But um, you know, what do you think about like kind of I guess, working with the city council on having like filming permits, where it's possible for you to shut down streets and like make your film properly. Do you think, like what do you think about that?
1: Well, so in the past, right, it's been, it's been, it's been difficult shooting in the open space, not as much as in Abuja. I mean, you can just walk to a street and, and film. You can just walk to a public place and fame, even without speaking to to people, which is not right. Um, and pe- pe- producers do that all the time. But in recent times, what I have been doing is each time I'm doing any production, I get uh, the Nigerian police involved. Yeah. So I have that relationship with them. And for each project, it's a question of sending it across. Uh, a letter to them. So sometimes they even give me police who accompany me into all this, or during all the whole process of filming. Of so that way it makes things easier. Yeah. Um, so, so the authorities are aware that this is what you're doing. Most of the time they'll ask you for for story, for script, what was the type of story you're doing, and all that, which is okay, which is understandable. Uh, and then after that, just give you, so I have that relationship with, with the Nigerian police that I've been working with um, in the past couple of years. And that has always helped. you know when you enter a street and you see uh, you see a lot of crew members, but then you see police there people just tend to naturally behave themselves yeah uh, so they they're not so, so that method has has been working um, um, has been working really well. so having so, so as a producer one of the things you do with your city is you try as much as possible to have good relationship with authorities. Yeah. And then the other thing again which I do all the time is, when whenever I, I am shooting in communities, like in uh, local communities or rural areas, yeah. um, uh, I have discussions with formal discussions with the either the chief of, the chief of a particular community or the local authority that is involved in that community. Um, whether it is on documentary, whether it is on on, on film, you you have that relationship with them, and or you take permit proper permission from them, and um, it makes makes things easier so so that way you you are you are to a large extent protected and 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 one of the reasons why i do this is because you know you you are we carry a lot of heavy equipment yeah and um when a film crew enters your streets it's everybody notices what's going on Mm. so it's best to just you know have the authorities aware that okay something like this is is going on and then what i also do the third thing i also also do is that um which is one of the things i've started doing in the last couple of years is before i shoot on any street i inform the members of that street that okay film is going on on this street uh so if you see a film crew if you see a film set um, um people set around just know that uh nothing is happening because sometimes we're dirty night yeah and you're seeing lights everywhere so you just normal. It's just best to just inform um, the people on the street. You go to door to door to inform them, OK, this is what is going on. Since we don't have um, such organized industry in Nigeria where you have certain agents that are dedicated to doing such things, yeah. we just as a producer, you just do it yourself. And that's what I normally do.
0: OK. want to hear stories, have you kind of had any like nightmare scenarios.
1: Hmm. Uh,
0: <laughs> we, don't, we don't need to call
1: names, both. Yeah, sure, I'm not gonna call names, but um, I've had situations where you have challenges with a couple of times, several times, yeah. where you have challenges on, and this is on different productions uh, where you have challenges with, with actors. Um, so w- one of the things, I do is before I go into any production with actors and crew, we must sign contract. Yeah. But you find out that so most times these people don't respect the contract is signed with them. Yeah. Um, and so they can just go ahead and do whatever they want to do, especially um, for, for instance, things like coming late. So so I have my call time for say eight o'clock for actors. Uh, to, to come. And then they're just dead, they're not coming, which is a, a, big, a big challenge. Um, and then sometimes um, when they come, um, they, they want to do what they want to do. Yeah. They want to act the way they want. The director tells them, this is how I want this role to be interpreted and they don't want that. You also have situations where customers give them clothes. This is what you need to wear for this scene, based on the story that has been interpreted. And they're like, no, I want to wear this type of costume, or I want to carry this handbag, or I want to carry uh, this type of makeup, yeah. which doesn't tell the story itself. So, so you, I mean, you experience this type of um, challenges, and, but in 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 recent times, I've found ways of, you know, dealing with um, these actors. So um you have that mutual understanding um to try to explain to them um this is a, a story being told and being interpreted in a certain way so they need to understand uh and if you waste my time money is going yeah. so uh that's very important so in recent times i've had that understanding understanding with um a lot of actors these challenges are there All the time. Even with the crew, you have challenges, little challenges here and there. Um, Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, in answer to your question, yes, I've had quite a number of um, challenges with actors uh, on the set. Sometimes, to a large extent, you will say it is because of um, certain, um, because of the way the industry generally is structured. Yeah. Yeah, so there's no discipline. There's no disciplinary majors put in place for when things like this happen. So because of that, you find out that um people just come and they want to behave anyhow. But like I said, um trying to be diplomatic and also trying to be firm has worked for me in the past couple of years okay. in dealing with actors, yes.
0: And- That's nice. Um, So how about with um, aspects of the production that maybe like bad things just so it's not about you not preparing well enough, but just kind of things falling through. Mm. Um, Maybe like, let's say a camera fell down on the ground or something like have you had some of those kind of experiences. What was the yes. worst one? Yes.
1: You, they, they, they the, a lot of that's, you know, so I I, I was saying earlier on that, there's so many things that can go wrong during production. Um, like the example you just gave, a camera just from, it's not anybody's fault. It's not like the crew were um, indisciplined. It's just that it happens. Hmm. A camera just fall, or uh, a bob just Got bond, um, and it delays production. Or um, you, a missing radio mic, a missing lapel. I've had situations like that with filming, and somehow there was a missing lapel mic. You know, so we had to get another one to continue, and that got missing. So you have to buy buy a new one. I've had situations where um, we. Um, some people just came some people came and stole lights and tripod on set so you have those type of things you know going on that's why uh, security is very important yeah. um, putting security in place during uh, production is very important and then you also have um, health issues as well an actor just for a sick you can it's not their fault yeah. um, a crew member just for a sick these things happen all the time, and one painful thing is that once these things once these things happen, it cannot con- shoot cannot continue, you mm-hmm. know, because you have to stop, except you have other scenes that you can shoot without this particular actor or without um, a, a, a particular crew, then you can go ahead. So, a lot of things can go wrong during during a, a production, which is kind of like the same with a lot of other industries, it's not just unique to uh, film making. It's just that because film, uh, film making and the way we make films in Nigeria is that everything is on the go. We have to, when we start, we are on we are need. We have to keep going. We have to keep going, you know, and we have to finish. Because the more you're wasting time, the more um, money is burning, you know. So you want to keep going to finish uh, on schedule and on budget. And that's one of the, that has always been my, uh one of the key things i always say i have to finish this shoot on budget and on on uh, and on on schedule very oh, okay. important yeah
0: all right so um what role do you think um guilds should play in kind of providing structure to this industry so like, for example like the actors guild maybe guild for producers directors cinematographers like how important is that?
1: Yeah. So yeah, the, the guides are very important, um, in, like the actors' guide of Nigeria. I really don't know what they do because I, most time when I hear any new, anytime they're in the news, I'm hearing mostly political stuff. So I really don't know what they do. But there are a lot of there's a lot that they can do. Training of actors of young ones and trying to bring them up. That's key. I've had several auditions of young people who want to be to be actors, and then. You know, when you can't, when you when you see them, they there's just nothing to show. So that's one thing that they can organise as well. And they're putting structures, putting like a a structure in place of how actors are supposed to be working, of how um, uh, the relationship between producers and actors, putting those type of structures and trying to bridge that gap between uh, the production, the actors, and possibly like a studio or a network trying to put bridge that gap the guides are supposed to you know be, to be doing that but I hear I don't hear of such things you know going on um there's so much the guides can do like the producers guides um, of Nigeria I'm not a member but hey I don't I, I, I don't really hear what they do yeah you know so uh, the director's guilds. These are pe- the, these are um, sectors that need to put certain structures in place, and it can help the industry generally yeah. uh, to to, uh, to grow.
0: Yeah, and I guess something I've noticed is like um, we're pretty much still treating the film industry as a very informal industry. So, um, I guess something that the producers guild, I'm sorry, the actors guild can do is because of like the membership fees they collect and that collection of actors you know they it's something that they can you know organize um healthcare for their members because yeah. we realize that most times creatives or filmmakers maybe once their prime is gone and they are not actively working it's kind of, they become poor and yeah, can't take care that's, of their that's, bills.
1: That's, that's one thing that the guide can do, like because most times you hear this actor is sick, needs this medical attention, and then they end up putting uh, their pictures online, the pictures on, in, on, on, on TV, this person needs attention, needs uh, financial uh, attention, financial help for their health reasons, you know. These things, if we structure the industry well, if we structure uh, the welfare of both People working behind the scenes and people, and the actors themselves, yeah. you won't have such such stories, uh, so much of such stories. So I think that that structure, like you said, the, the, the way we treat the industry is very informal. So everybody's just on their own, working, doing what they can do, and trying to, you know, gather money or trying to make themes. Or but if to a large extent, we need to be structured. Yeah. The industry needs to be structured so that people it to be attractive yeah. uh, to young ones who are coming up as well. Yeah.
0: So, who do you think should take the lead in structuring the industry?
1: Well, I wouldn't say the government, really, because I really don't like talking about Nigeria and anything that has to do with Nigerian government and getting involved with, um, because uh, once that begins to happen, it, it becomes political. So, I feel like the 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 producers, we, the producers ourselves, can put a structure to these things. The, direct, the 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 directors can put structures to this thing. The actors, the geese are there. It's just to put a proper structure and synergize. Once that structure is done, they can get the government possibly involved uh, to help in whatever way the government can help.
0: OK. Um, so let's say you're in a production and things are going bad. You're behind shadow money is going how do you how would you kind of try to deal with strains on on the budget
1: and shadow how do you cost correct um that's a really difficult question because i've never been on a production where um uh, money is uh, is going and i can't finish the production because of money I've never been on such a production. And the reason is because um, before I come on board on any project, I talk money first. Very important for me because I've heard a lot of stories um, around the country of we started this production, it didn't finish because of money. I've heard, so to avoid that, I talk money. So if the budget is whatever amount is, that's why I I, earlier on talked about pre-production. Whatever amount is, I structure it in such a way that it works within that budget yeah so anything that is bigger than that budget i trade away either we don't make the fame or we make it within that particular budget of what we have so if say i have a 10 million budget to work with i can't start thinking of i want to burn a house or i want to to have a, an airplane to 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 burn down or to crash yeah. you know I, because it's not that budget yeah you know so it's rather we don't do that than say we're doing that, and at the end of the day, the budget is lacking. So I can't hire a, a particular um, say actor or a particular um, DOP or a particular whoever because my budget is limited by this. I can't go and say I want a Denzel Washington when I have a ten million million budget. That's not possible at all. Yeah. You know. So you, you, I try to work within the budget so i've never and and then within schedule as well because that's my primary one of my primary job is to work within budget and within schedule so i've never really i can't remember having a situation where i'm working doing a project and i get a point where budget is going and i know that this budget cannot because uh, this budget cannot finish the film because i've already planned for all of these things and i try to work within you know that particular Budget, but in the events that um, this something like this happen, um, the best way to go around is is to cut down on on spending and see what you can spend within what you have. I think that's for me. That's what I would do. Cut down on on spending, or stop the production and go look for more money to finish it, Okay. which will be very bad, which yeah. will be very bad. Um, when you start a production, it should finish. That's what I, that's what I believe. Yeah. When you start a shoot, that shoot should finish. Um, if you schedule for, say, you're doing it for, 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 for one month, you should finish it in that one month. It's yeah. very important. That's what makes a good producer. Yeah. You finish your job.
0: Okay. Um, what do you think currently is the most difficult thing for a producer to handle in Nigeria right now? So from development, production, marketing, distribution, what's the most difficult task of a producer?
1: So in as much as making fame, the production aspect is very difficult and very uh, important. I find that that... By the time you finish making your fame, to sell the fame is one thing that's really, really difficult. So I would say that that is the aspect that for, for now it is really difficult. So you make your fame, and for you to make a good fame, you have to spend good money to make a good fame.
0: Yeah.
1: Now when you spend that good money to make this good fame, then you want to sell this good fame. It's a problem. One of the why it is a problem is because so we have over 200 million people in Nigeria, yeah. and we have less than 60 theatres, which is in, in itself is a problem. There are certain cities in Nigeria that don't even have a theatre at all. Yeah. So how, do, how would they consume um, th- this fame that you want to sell? Because that's one of the key ways through which you can sell your fame. So that's one so it's a, ve- it's, it's a very 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 big problem so you make your film of say 100 million and then uh you have just how many theaters to 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 sell this film to you know uh for this film to be screened in so it's a big problem okay. and then secondly you go to network and this network are paying you like how much just nothing you go to iroko you go to- i mean this network I don't want to start calling their name, but, but then you go to all these networks and they're paying you nothing to buy your film. Mm. And sometimes they request that you, they want to buy it for, um, they want to buy it exclusive. And then you go to Netflix and then Netflix is giving you, you know, just how much, you know. So you are, ab- you are not able to recoup even the money that you have spent. Mm. But like I said, making a good film in- in- takes money to make a good film, that's the truth. Yeah. If anybody tells you otherwise, well, it takes money to make a good film. I know that you can use a good small budget to make something really good, but it's not everybody that will be able to do that. It's the exception. Mm, yes, there's, yeah. there's some exceptions. So so it's making a film and selling the film. The f- selling of the film is the difficult thing.
0: So how do you think um, producers can best um, prepare themselves, That's ignoring all factors that are out of their control.
1: So keep, keep your budget as, as low as possible. Keep as low as possible. Keep your budget um, to, to a level where you'll be comfortable to do a good thing. And then keep enough budget for marketing and publicity, because people need to hear about your fame. People need to be interested in what, going to watch your film. So that's very important. So you keep your budget as low as possible. Keep good money for marketing and publicity, and find newer ways to, new creative ways of distributing your film. Yeah. Uh, there are different ways through which people, are, people, people screen films now in, um, uh, on airplanes. People do private screenings to screen their films and raise and, and raise um, money, get recoup their money. So you just fi- find creative, different creative ways instead of going through the conventional ways of getting back your money. You find the other different creative ways through which you can make your money back. Why still looking at these um, other mediums? Because the primary aim at at the core of it is that you want people to watch to watch your films. Yeah. You
0: know, you you started out as a producer. Are there other parts of filmmaking that you want to explore in your career?
1: Yes, yeah, so I'm going to start directing uh, very soon. Actually, this year I, I have a story already, which I'm I'm working on. So I'm going to start directing. Yes, I've directed in the past, but it was a short. It's a short. Um, so I'm going to go into um, uh, into directing um, this year. Which is one of the things I'm I'm definitely going to do. And going forward, I'm going to be doing that a lot and a lot more. And uh, that's one. And I'm also um, exploring um, distribution. Yeah. uh, Because that's another aspect I want to explore, like, properly distribution of films. Because I find that it's one, one thing that is. Difficult for produce, uh, for, for filmmakers in Nigeria, so I want to really explore it and go go through it um, and see how uh, I can you know have like a proper distribution network where I make films and it can be distributed using this medium. So those are the two aspects that I, I'm I'm exploring, wow. and uh, maybe I will explore an uh, art department. Because it's an aspect that I I, I love very much as well. Our department, looking at the whole uh, production design department as well.
0: Yeah. So I mean, you are a producer. You normally kind of contact heads of departments. You're the one that kind of fills up spaces on the film production. What is one production role that you think a lot of people are overlooking that there's like a need for? a lot of creatives to kind of get into that space.
1: There's a lot of these departments. Focus pulling, for instance, in Nigeria, where I know one, I know one, and there are not so many of them out there.
0: Yeah.
1: Which is one area that is very important, but people are not really exploring it. Production design. Very big department in fact it's one of the biggest department in filmmaking apart from production itself yeah. the producers department production um, art department production designer is the biggest department in filmmaking yeah. and you really don't have so much people dealing in that department
0: because I, I mean i guess once we start making our films in studios is mm-hmm. the production designer and his department that who creates yes, exactly. you work
1: with. Yes, exactly. But you don't have a lot of such people. So I feel like that's one uh, aspect that we need to fill in a lot. People who are, from that whole department, from the production designer, the art director, the set dresser, the props master, the carpenters, the uh, painters, um, that department as a whole, yeah. we need to fill it in. Like, have people who are professionals in that department. Very key department. But you don't have so many people. And when I say you don't have so many people, I'm, I'm talking about people who know what they're doing. Yes, there are a lot of people there who say, I'm a production designer, I'm a director. But when you bring them on board, like graphic artists, yeah. you don't have such people in fame, you know. So we need more of such people as well. That's one. That's two. Third, the legal department is also uh, a department that you don't have so many lawyers, entertainment lawyers, yeah. in, in Nigeria who are like this. This is my. This is what I do. I'm an entertainment lawyer, and I work with entertainers or filmmakers. You don't have a lot of that. What you have mostly, is, yeah, I know there are entertainment lawyers here and there, especially in Lagos. What, what you have are people who are lawyers and. Who practice general law and they just help you out with design putting together the contract and the legal aspect of everything. But I think we should have uh, entertainment lawyers who uh, because we, we are having too many issues of copyright copyright issues now yeah. issues of uh, bridge of contract. So we, we need people in that sector to you know to, to sit up or have more people in that sector, which we, we don't have at the moment. And that's the reason why people can just come and, and do, do, just do anything um, yeah. and get free with it. So that aspect to aspect is very, lacking. Um, and then you, you, there, there are a lot of other little, little departments here and there that people are not really paying attention to. What people want to do is everybody wants to be a director, everybody wants to be a producer, everybody wants to be a cinematographer. Even the cinematographers, you don't have a lot of them, yeah. you know, who know what they're doing, just a few hands. The sound guys, you don't have s- so many people. So the industry generally needs people who... Because it's a very big industry. It's really like here in Abuja or this region from... when I mean this region is, I mean, here and the whole of Northern Nigeria, we don't have such, such people. And, but you have a lot of uh, talents around here. So we need such people to Even gaffers, you don't have so many of them.
0: Yeah.
1: That you bring this person on board and they know what they're doing. What happens most of the times is with gaffers is that the DPO, I mean the um, the DOP, is the one doing mostly everything. Put, give me this light. That is what I want, and it just does everything, which is not supposed to be. Yeah. uh, To be so. So these are some of the departments that um, are lacking in our industry.
0: OK. Um, you know, our industry is growing and um, there are obviously things that we need to address in order to kind of grow, you know, in a more structured and planned manner. Mm. What is something that I think we, that you 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 would be happy if like it improves? Something that we can improve as an industry, as individuals, what's one thing?
1: Um, We need to improve on our story. Story. Story is king for me. Writing a good story. Having a good story. And writing it. So there is having a good story and there is writing a good story. Very important. So I think we need to improve on that. Um, You watch... Um, Nigerian films and they lack story. They lack plot. They lack defined characters. They lack interesting characters. Characters with a journey. Characters that are going somewhere. They lack such. They, 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 the characters are not don't have depth.
0: Yeah.
1: So I feel like it's one aspect that we need to really put give attention to. People these days are concerned with the beauty of the, oh, how the camera is moving, how the, um, how uh, my locations are beautiful, how my, which are, is good. It's really good because it makes for a good film. The technical aspect, it makes for a good film as well. But then story, because a lot of people that go to watch film, they want to watch a good story.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and stories that have depth, And when I say stories that have depth, I don't mean it has to be serious stories. Mm. It can be a comedy, but it it should have depth. You know, it can be um, a political thriller, but it should have depth. It can be a a, a, a love story, it should have depth. So I think it's one aspect that we need to uh, improve on in in the industry, our stories, Um, and then. When you have a good story, have a good director who uh, should be able to interpret that story. Because sometimes you have a very damn good story, but you have a shitty director who will come and do I mean, you, you don't know what the story is, 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 is all about again. Yeah. So that's um, uh, very important. Then the other thing is that training. We need training. The, the industry generally needs training from every aspect. Actors need to be trained. Crew need to be trained in the various um, aspects of filmmaking. Yeah. So what we have most of the time, people just come, and they're beginning to learn on the job. They're learn, they learning. They're seeing how others are doing it. That's how the industry has survived anyway.
0: Yeah.
1: But for us to go far, people need to be trained. It's so
0: not, not just workshops, actual schools.
1: Yes, go to school. Go to, uh, people need to, yeah, workshops are important. Workshops are good. Um, they, 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 they train people as well. That's that too. but people, people can also go to school and say, I want to be a writer. I can take a course in, in in writing. I want to be a director. I can take a course in directing. If you can afford to say, I want to go to like a film school to go and study, or go, go to an acting school to go and study, you can take courses. People need to, it, it, it's, it's not enough to just say, I have the talent of acting or I have the talent to have an eye for camera so I can just come and see what the other guy is doing uh, until one day I pick I pick up and I become a cinematographer. No, we, people need to be trained for us to go far. If you look at most of the people that are really doing well in the industry, they got trained.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, they got this, They got like really good training. So it's important, people need to go to school and go, go and get themselves tra- uh, trained in, in filmmaking.
0: Okay.
1: Mm.
0: So there's this scenario you're on a plane and it's about to crash land on a desert island. Um, what's one film that basically you want to be stuck on this island with that you'll be happy to rewatch over and over again?
1: One? There are a lot of them, really. Let's choose one. But uh, the one that comes to mind, I would like to watch um, The Two Popes. Yeah, I'd like to watch The Two Popes um it's a very interesting story um it's very rich in dialogue
0: yeah
1: it's very rich with very good acting and very good set design uh but more to that it has um a strong statement as well and it's something that happened in real life i like stories that um things that happen and they are made into fame. So yeah. um, I, I would like to watch that, that anytime. Yeah. Anytime. And I've watched it again and again. The Two Popes, I've watched it again and again and again. So that's one thing. If it is one, I'll tell you, that's one thing that I will like to, you know, to watch. Keep watching. Yes, to keep watching.
0: Yeah. Like okay, I mean, you mentioned that you like things that happen in real life that are made into films. Yeah. And I don't know, for me, what I've noticed is with Nigeria, we have a lot of historical um, characters, but most of the time when these films are made, is below par.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, you know, what, what do you think, apart from story, what do you think we need to do more? Is it our
1: research? Yes, so research. Research is key. Um, in I, I give you Fourth Republic, for instance. When we're making Fourth Republic, and at the end of the day, most people that watch Fourth Republic, especially the legal, uh, people, uh, people, lawyers, barristers, people who, are the, people who are in the legal team, when they sat with us and watched it, one of the things they said is that we had our research done well. Because, and that's the truth, we did our, a, like a comprehensive research on Fort Republic because before writing the script. Yeah. So that's one thing that um, we need to do research. I remember back a um, couple of years back, we were doing. Um, a story on uh, Queen Amina of I yeah. we Went into like an intensive research even though the, the, we haven't made the film yet but we had, we had like a we had to travel to Zaria a couple of times we had to go to a lot of libraries to go and find a lot of things about Queen Amina to be able to write the script and when the script came out it was really beautiful it was really nice. So research is very very important there are a lot of historical that we have not even started scratching from our, our pre colonial period to colonialism to neo colonialism to even 10 years back, 20 years back, stories of uh, our military regimes, stories of our democracy, yeah. um, stories of about women riot, riot uh, stories of, I mean, there's so many of them that we have not started exploring, which I think we need to explore, but we need research. So that's very important. Then there's also our literature that we haven't explored at all,
0: yeah.
1: at all. I I, mean, I know they did things for La um, and, and um, Half of the Yellow Sun um, and a couple of, you know, literature. Uh, I also know that li- recently uh, Moabudi is doing uh, something on the secret lives of Baba Shege's housewives. Um, and um, is it Dance of the Forest or Death and the King Horseman? Will I, show you in- I think it's the second one. Yeah, Death and the King Horseman, yes. Uh, they're doing that, which is very good, which is great. We need to do more of that. We have so many of them. We have. A lot of achebe's work. We have a lot of, a lot of work. We have a lot of um, um, showing cars' work. We have a lot of Nii Osondoro's work. We have a lot of um, Chimamand- Chimamanda's work. We have, I mean, our literature is. We have our poetry, that is a lot. We have our folk law, our folk tales, that are so many, so many of them that are out there that we can explore and put on the national, on the international scene, but we're not yet doing that. But before we do that, we need research so that it doesn't look, it needs to look a certain, it needs to have a certain level of elevation. Yeah. It needs to have a certain level of grandeur to be able to compete favorably at the international scene.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and that's, that's very important, which are the things we're, we're not doing. Again, when you ask producers, they go back to there's no budget. And it's true, there is no comprehensive budget to do that, but we can't stop trying.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, how can people keep up with your work? Do you have a website, social media?
1: Well, I have social media. Uh, my company is called Take7Media. I have social media, um, uh, so if you just search for Take7Media, you, you you see lot of my work, and then some of my works that are on Netflix, Sons of the Caliphate is on Netflix, you can watch it, Fourth Republic is on Netflix, you can watch it, um, Halita is playing um, currently on African Magic, um, you can watch it as well, so that's basically.
0: Okay, mm. thanks Ben for coming on the podcast.
1: Thank you so much, thank you for having me.
0: We have come to the end of this episode. Please remember to leave a rating and a review. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Teleco Film and the podcast also on Instagram and Twitter at the TheNigerFilmPod. See you on the next episode. Have a good one.